Now I know we're going to have a good episode. Friggity, friggity, frick yeah. I need it. So in the spirit of the semi-recurring theme of your complexion and your general familial background, uh, I, I wanted to to say that Erin brought up this afternoon, she's like, hey, we should watch the Winter Olympics tonight. And I was like, oh yeah, that's happening, isn't it? Oh, this is so racist. <laughs> this is so racist. <laughs> well, I mean... Did you, when I specifically said, based on the com- the the talk of your complexion, did you think it wasn't going to be a little bit? <laughs> so I guess I'm ashamed that I didn't. I should have. But no, I didn't. I don't know why I didn't. You didn't what? Think that it was going to be at least a little oh, okay. bit racist. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I definitely should have. You're just beaten down too to much by me at this point. Yeah. But anyway, I'm too desensitized uh, to it. Well, what I actually wanted to talk about, like, I, you know, Winter Olympics, we can talk about that if we want to. Uh, but the the more broad thing that went on is that I went back, to, you know, many years and bought a cheap TV antenna mm. because my my dad has had a TV antenna in our house for years now because mm-hmm. he hasn't paid for cable in a really long time. He pays for like on and off. He pays for different things like. He'll he'll sometimes pay for MLB TV. Uh, I think most years he does that because most of the time he's watching baseball. And for a while he paid for like YouTube TV, mm-hmm. um, but he's he's got enough of that because it's gotten way too expensive and he doesn't make enough use out of it. And so he got an antenna so that he could watch things like football. And I don't watch football often. Like I didn't pay attention this regular season, but once it gets to playoff time, I typically want to watch football. Mm-hmm. And I realized I don't have any way to watch football. Uh, so my dad was like, Hey, just buy a TV antenna. It's like $10. And sure enough, I found one for 10 or 11 bucks on Amazon and it works fine. Mm-hmm. And so I get all the local channels. And so I watched football last weekend. We're going to watch the Super Bowl this next weekend. And also now we can watch the winter Olympics, which is pretty cool. Dope. Yeah. Just wanted I to watch those too. Nice. I don't have it set up. No, that's fair. <laughs> Just sitting underneath my TV now. I was worried that based on where we live, surrounded by buildings, that it yeah. may just not work well, but luckily we get enough signal. Like, it's a little choppy at times. It's exactly as I remember when we had antenna TV when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, you know, it's more more times than not perfectly fine. So that's mm-hmm. good at least. Mm. Um, gets yeah. the job done exactly yeah we uh we turned on Aaron and i were talking about this we were talking about the winter olympics and and i was saying hey, you know like i never followed the olympics right like mm-hmm. at no point have i been an olympics fan in terms of really keeping track of what's going on there's always a few events like i'll i'll do my research i'll watch highlights just kind of when i think about it but I've never cared that much. I, I like, I, I like the X Games more than I like the Olympics, for example. And I, I tend to like the Summer Olympics more because they have more weird sports that I never hear about, or that I never bother to watch unless they're it's the Olympics, and I find that really fun. Uh, and I feel like the Winter Olympics does not have much of that in my really? mind, at least. Hmm. Ah. I- I'm trying to decide if I agree with you or not. I, I feel I, like I agree with you if you add, like, 
weird sports that are entertaining to watch. Well, yeah, of course that's what I mean. Like, I feel like the Winter Olympics has a bunch of weird sports, but not ones that I care to watch. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it, there's more, like, there's more team game sports, or I mean, actually, for all for both things, like, just if you look at the number of things that's in the summer summer Olympics, there's so much more that goes on. Right? It's it's bigger. Like, that's always been mm. the case. There's just more stuff going on. And so you get, like, ping pong and badminton and floor and field hockey or for, floor hockey, whatever it is, and handball and water polo and, like, mm-hmm. all this fun stuff. And, like, whitewater rafting is now an Olympic okay. sport. Uh, <laughs> is that, like, the kayak thing or whatever? Yeah, where they just have, like, a downhill waterfall. And it's you have to, like, so cool. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, and so, yeah, there's so much more of that. But, you know, I was talking with Erin. Erin's like, oh, yeah, like, I like the Winter Olympics because she's liked figure skating. And, like, when she was younger, she she followed figure skating and, like, understood what was going on as opposed mm-hmm. to just, like, watching it <laughs> and being like, oh, yeah, sure, that's their score, whatever, uh, which is my relationship with figure skating. Yeah. Uh, but I turned it on just before we, uh, you know, about half an hour before uh, we we're recording now. And sure enough, it was figure skating. It was right in the middle of the team competition for figure skating mm-hmm. where i guess they just sort of nominate second tier skaters in each country to participate in eight events that make up a team <laughs> event uh, because like they'll, they'll talk about oh yeah this like pair di- did really well for their country and you'll see the actual really good ones in the individual competition mm-hmm. because for the most part i assume these really good skaters just don't want to prepare for multiple routines i don't think it's the same as a swimmer swimming like 16 events or whatever michael phelps did mm-hmm. so in, in either case it was just kind of interesting it was it was funny just watching it and also being an adult and being a lot less cynical and or a lot less judgmental than i was as a kid like mm-hmm. it was easy to make fun of the concept of ice dancing like it's <laughs> it's really like it's it's is a low bar you know and I feel like I'm a lot less judgmental. And I was just sort of like, well, let's just like try and enjoy this and see why people would want to do this or like to watch it. Right. And when you frame it that way, it is actually pretty, it's fascinating. Some of the stuff that they do, you know, I, f- I feel like there's very, well, I'm not going to say very few. There's obviously literally no Olympic activity that I would watch someone do and could derisively say, well, I could do that. Like at, the the worst thing that I could say is I don't enjoy watching this, mm-hmm. and that's about as bad. Like I don't want to watch dressage in the Summer Olympics. Believe yeah. it or not, like that doesn't fa- that doesn't interest. Really? <laughs> oh, you you really seem like a dressage guy <laughs> to me. You know. <laughs> yes, I, I want. I mean, I, if I were to pick an animal to do a sport in the Olympics, it would not be da- it would not be a horse dancing, right? Uh, that wouldn't be top of my list. Friends. If we're opening it up to other animals, that's not on my list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to see, like, dolphins playing water polo. That's what I would like to see. Dolphins murder... Wait, like, <laughs> dolphins against each other or against people? <laughs> uh, For the safety of everyone against each other. <laughs> okay, okay. That, that, that's it wouldn't better. be fair otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, yeah, see dolphins murdering people while playing water polo. <laughs> It's just it's just two dolphins swimming around. You have to avoid them. <laughs> <laughs> if you survive till the end of the match, you win. Yeah.
have you have you watched any Winter Olympics so far? Were you even really aware that they were currently ongoing? I'm going to be completely honest. I was not aware of them until I was at a bar (laughs) and there was curling on TV. And I said, why is there curling on TV? (laughs) Sounds like the Winter Olympics started tonight or yesterday or something. Uh And I was like, oh, neat. I mean, I knew that they were upcoming. Like, I've heard that they were upcoming in February in Beijing. Like, I knew this. Uh But that was the extent of what I knew. So. Yeah. I feel like I didn't hear anything about them until, like, looking back, I definitely, like, was aware there were going to be Winter Olympics in Beijing, and I was aware of, like, my own feelings of, like, that seems weird. They had Summer (laughs) Olympics. They seem like different, not skill sets, but, like, the equivalent of skill sets for a geographic area. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, believe it or not, Summer and Winter are very different times of the year, though. That's like being like, well, Colorado can't have the summer the summer X Games. They just had the Winter X Games. <laughs> like, I guess that's fair, but also like, no, it's a I like any criticism I can think of is like probably a bad criticism to have. Like, yeah. are there big mountains in Beijing? But like, I'm sure there's Does other places that have Winter Olympics that don't have the skiing stuff near it either. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, and I am aware of like political like protesty sort of things going like i'm aware that there was some sort of something going on i have no idea what specifically i mean there's a whole lot of stuff there the main thing is is the ongoing crisis in china of the suppression of the uyghur population i believe is how it's pronounced Mm -hmm. and just the fact that that is continuing to keep going on means that you know a good chunk of the world not the not a good chunk of the political entities of the world, but a good chunk of the populations in the world are upset that China once again got the nod. Similar to like the the World Cup that's supposed to happen in Qatar or whatever the heck, you know, where it's like yep. over a hundred degrees every single day, and they built all everything using slave labor. Yeah, like back in 2018, they'd already surpassed the record for the most people dying during World Cup stadium building or something. Exactly. And that was like four yeah. years ago. Or, yeah. yeah. So four I years, think holy, it's four years ago. Yeah. So I think the frustration is Damn. from a similar vibe. Yeah. I'm sure there's probably other stuff that I'm not aware of, but that's the stuff that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But in either case, yeah. the Winter Olympics are happening. Uh, I feel like I like I do want to watch at least a high. Like I'm not going to have it on all the time, right? I don't mm-hmm. know the schedule, but I will want to check in at least and just see like skiing and snowboarding. Like I don't ski or snowboard. I've never done either, but mm-hmm. they are the winter Olympic events that I find the most fascinating to watch. Like they're ju- they're just more like fun. Like they're just like they're full of adrenaline. They're close to the X Games, which I grew up loving whenever they were on. Um, and so I just I like I like watching that, and I'll probably pay attention to the hockey, mm-hmm. just because I feel like I should. <laughs> It'll come up, I guess. <laughs> it seems to be the the international, or I guess the the team based event. That matters the most to me in the Winter Olympics. Like, I mm-hmm. don't know what other. I honestly have no clue what other team events there are. I guess curling, right? Is Oh, yeah, I guess that is a team event. That was, yeah. Yeah. But 
no offense to curling. I don't watch it. <laughs> I would. Uh, actually, someone that I work with was on a national women's curling team, wow. I believe. Or maybe it was like state level team competing on an, I don't remember, but in either case, they had a history of being very good at curling. I and think. I don't believe they were from a state where curling would traditionally be associated. <laughs> huh. <laughs> I think we went to high school who was like, had a family connection to people in the Olympics for curling. Hmm. I would definitely believe that. Yeah, I worked at camp with someone who got really into curling in college. <laughs> that was very funny. Very yeah. cool, though. Like, it is. There's also a really good Smarter Every Day. I think it's Smarter Every Day. Okay. A uh, video about curling. Yeah, about, like, the physics of curling and how yeah, it's like, kind of weird. Yeah, how it yeah how it drifts the opposite way of the spin or whatever. Yes. So, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> So when I was at said establishment and saw curling on TV and brought this up, I made the comment of like, curling is actually like kind of neat because like the physics of it are really weird. And everyone like looks, these were all science people that were with me and they all look at me like, you're stupid. And I was like, no, like the physics are weird. And like, they just all thought I was stupid. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I wanted to smack someone. That's fair. I, what I just realized though, is that the physics of curling, right? Because the whole thing is that. Well, I, I should rewatch that video to remember exactly, but I think the basic gist is, right, if you curl, let's say clockwise, one would maybe naively expect, because something is spinning that way, the the net trajectory of the stone itself would make it curl or fall off to the right. But instead, mm-hmm. it falls off to the left. That's mm-hmm. correct. What I just realized, though, is that's exactly how a disc works in disc golf. Like mm-hmm. the default way that it, like if you throw right-handed backhand, the default way that a disc will go is it's going to fall to the, it's going to fall out of the air to the left. And, but, but the way that you spin it, like you are spinning, so it's spinning clockwise. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yes. Like, I don't know if that's at all related or not. Like, I don't know. I I know that Mikhail had to do some, <laughs> in some garbage physics class in college, they had some really complicated set of problems to describe the physics of a flying disc. I don't know if this was involved with it, but in either case, I, I don't know if those are related phenomena or if, I mean, they, they almost must be in some vague way, but the mechanisms must be pretty different. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm sorry that you were um, slighted at this bar. I... I was legitimately frustrated about it because also like <laughs> I don't doubt you. <laughs> like okay, like it it goes a weird way that maybe not, isn't on, isn't expected. But then like freaking like explain to me like okay why are you like rubbing the ground in front of it and like predict mm-hmm. for me right now which way it's gonna go and explain to me the physics and then I'll believe that it's not interesting and weird. Yeah, and like I knew they couldn't do it. I didn't like attack them in that way because I wanted to be. <laughs> socially not a horrible person to hang out with yep uh, but i'm i'm glad i have a thick skin <laughs> i mean i feel like some people i i think everyone can be guilty of this is you are told that this thing is interesting and you mm-hmm. associate this like property that you're talking about with a broader thing that you don't find interesting so you just say it's not interesting like when they're saying, "Oh, the physics of curling isn't interesting," what they're mostly thinking in their in their head is, "Curling isn't interesting," right? Yeah, that's fair. 
Like that, I feel like even if like that's probably very subconscious, but I assume that's more what's going on. And then they just once that's in their head, and they decide that it's not interesting. It's pretty hard to get someone interested when they've already decided it's not interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that comes from you know teaching kids math. It's hard, to, it's hard to catch them at a time where they're not already pretty dead set in being annoyed oh, with math. Yeah, we need to... <laughs> uh, do I want to write this down? Shoot, I don't have... This is something I want to talk down? more about in more detail. But okay. the place where I keep my list of ideas of things to talk with you about on this podcast is not near me. Okay, I'll write it down. I have no guarantee that me writing down on this piece of paper in front of me will That's result fine. in anything. That's but fine. It'll, it'll make be me feel down. better that it has been written. Cool. It has been written. So what's the thing that I'm actually writing down, though? Like, what specifically did you want to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) Though, like, people decide something's not interesting, and so then they just, like, are predisposed to not talk or not be interested in it and, like, how to get past that. That's the concept of what's interesting to me and that I want to have more conversation about at some point. I don't find that very interesting, Grant. Can you convince me? I will convince you (laughs) when we bring this up again because I think it's a very cool and interesting conversation to have uh, and could be valuable. I don't think so. Uh. And that's fine. And <laughs> in this in this paper I will convince you through these that's three right. main arguments that <laughs> in the following five paragraphs you will find <laughs> you'll find Webster's dictionary defines convince loser. as <laughs> Oh no. No, stop. <laughs> Since the beginning of time, people have been convincing other people of things. One thing can be defined as... No, wait, wait, wait. We can't use things. I've been told I can't use things, so I have to go to thesaurus.com. A item. And and what are synonyms for thing? A noun. Um, A phenomenon. A situation. A concern. A phenomenon, situation, and or concern. (laughs) Oh man, it's a good thing we're such good writing. we're such good writers. I let's not talk about this. <laughs> I don't want to say something I regret. <laughs> no one reads anything that you write that listens to this podcast, so I don't think you'll regret it. Like I think I'm a legitimately decent writer that turns out really poorly written things. Huh? If that makes any sense? No. I mean, well. Actually, no, no. Uh, screw this. Screw this. I'm a good writer, but the writing process is painful. Yeah, I think that's true for most writers. It's just that good writers who are consistent, I, I, I doubt they become numb to it. But it's just like they also in, like they enjoy it while also being frustrated by it. You know? See, no, that's that's not me. Well, I understand. I mean, that's like me in running versus an actual runner. Right, you're always told that you'll enjoy it, and then you're like, "That's a big lie." You know, <laughs> I'm not going to listen to the people who already like running to tell me how I should feel about running. Yeah, with, so for me, with writing, it's like it's like you got a you got a like a, a good runner who like hates running though. Yeah, like I don't want to do it. I That's fair. Can, can no. you cut out the past like minute and a half? <laughs> Probably not. I know. So Grant changed his comic at the last minute. Oh, thank God! And don't worry, I know I don't open it up ahead of time. I tell you this, I never, I never peek. And he has brought Jumpstart by Rob Armstrong. Uh, 
Sorry, Rob. That was kind of mean. <laughs> no, Rob deserves it. rob oh, Okay. If you gotta spell your name a stupid way, it's what you oh, get. it's not his fault. How do you know? I mean, I don't, but if it is, then hopefully they made a decision that they're happy with. I'm not if, gonna make fun of that. I retract my rob joke. I don't. That's fine. I stand uh, by your joke. We have a group of guys standing around. Uh, there, there are two two guys in the foreground. One uh, on the left has a pretty good head of hair, or a, a blue collared shirt. The other guy is wearing like a looks like a sweater with maybe a green dress shirt beneath it. He's bald, has some facial hair. Uh, he's pointing at some guys in the background who also are bald and have some facial hair, and are dressed in more warm collared tones. And so uh, the guy. In the foreground with the facial hair is saying to the guy in the blue shirt, When we were kids, Roland and Raymond had that weird twin connection. And with his eyes wide and his touching his index finger, he says, When one felt pain, so did the other one. And with uh, confused stars and swirls and planets surrounding the guy in the blue collar, his mind blown. He's saying, You're saying they were psychic? And the uh, other guy points to them with a stern look and says, I'm saying Dad had to spank him simultaneously. <laughs> I would like to state, for the record, Comical Start does not endorse corporal punishment. Okay. Except on stress balls. Wait. What? What? <laughs> I'm um, confused. So am I. Let's just go I'm confused by this comic. Why, if one felt pain, so did the other one. We can get stuck on the comic if you want. What? This doesn't make any sense. Like, you're totally right. It doesn't make any sense. I think it's very... Also, like, the the quote-unquote twins, I don't think they look alike. I mean... Like, I think they look like siblings. They don't look like identical twins. I mean, people grow up slightly differently. If I were to draw the Anderson twins... Okay, in comic that's relief. That's fair. They would not look like identical twins, but anyone who saw them in real life would be like, oh yeah, they're obviously identical twins, but like they're also different. The other thing I want to draw c- or, uh, attention not, not, to here... Not every pair of identical twins can be like the Cotton twins from Dude okay. Perfect, who okay. are like basically identical. It took me about four years to figure out how to differentiate them. <laughs> the key is their eyebrows. Oh God. I just want to make a statement about <laughs> parents of twins. If you ever parent twins and you name them something right, like Roland and Raymond, you're a horrible person. <laughs> who are the, um, I, or, I don't, I don't want to like dox people. Who were the really good track twins? What were their first names? Oh, I know one of them, but I don't okay. know the other one, and I feel bad for not knowing the other one. Um, What's the one that you're thinking of? Because maybe I can, maybe that'll trigger the other person's name in my head. James. James. Oh no, that didn't work. I'm thinking it started, maybe it started with an A. Does that sound right? I want to say James and Alex, but I don't think the second. That one's doesn't Alex. sound. That doesn't sit well with me. I don't think that's right. Hmm. Oh well, the world will never know. Um, but in either case, they were definitely different names. Yeah, I had I had when I was an RA, I had twins on my floor who like did everything together and they had like 
nearly identical names and I hated their parents. I never met their parents, but I hated them. They are horrible human beings for doing that to everyone. Yep. I agree. I like one of them was one of my residents and I on, I'm embarrassed to admit, but I have no idea like which one was which. <laughs> and like they were my resident for a year. Uh-huh. Like the parents probably hate it too. To be no, honest. No, they their, prob- ha- their parents are probably horrible people. <laughs> or that. that that's very possible. Can't discount they, that possibility. They probably have no moral compass. They have no way to feel So you can tell them apart. I maybe I feel like there must be some trait of like of differentiability where like some people have a better time distinguishing between identical twins like that. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I I feel like I've rarely had a hard time within like one or two times seeing identical twins knowing which which, which is which. You know, and maybe you're just also bad with names and that doesn't help <laughs> you. Like I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's definitely part of it. Yeah, cuz like I I I remember um this was like a junior year of high school. I was probably talking to like Mason. I don't remember which one I was talking to. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, but I was like, Oh, Hey Mason. And he looked at me like with legitimate surprise, like, wait, you know, like, how'd you know that it was me? Basically? Like, how'd you know it was me versus Max? And I was like, I mean, no, if like you guys aren't that identical these days, you know, like it's yeah. pretty obvious. <laughs> and he was like, Oh really? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> huh. No, first of all, one of you works out a lot. <laughs> I feel like I typically end up differentiating identical twins by their personality, not by their physical appearance. I feel like I like, I mean, that's definitely true, but maybe for me, I've never really gotten to know any identical twins enough for it to like, for that to be the thing. I mean, also, Maybe what it is is most of the time if I'm trying to differentiate between someone, it's before I'm talking to them, right? Like, mm. I don't want to call them by the wrong name or assume something wrong about their personality because I think it's someone else. So having uh. the clear indicator ahead of time is pretty useful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. But I agree with the whole naming thing. It's, uh, you gotta... Gotta let them have the opportunity to establish themselves in the world, you know? And you're yeah. not you're not helping them along by keeping them even more pushed together than they already were from the start of their lives. Mm-hmm. So, versus, versus you know, it's probably much easier to avoid that, that faux pas when you have fraternal twins. Uh-huh. Like my, my dad, and he has a fraternal twin. Um, and it just so happens that they're both boys, but, you know, they're not much alike in any, <laughs> in mm-hmm. any clear way. Uh, so I feel like it's probably easier in that situation to set them apart mm-hmm. from the get go. Yeah. Hmm. Was it, well, was that what you had to share? Like, was it just no, that complaint? Okay, cool. Not at all. What's the, what's the meat of this then? So the, or at least the intended meat of this comment, <laughs> um, we still got time. <laughs> was the uh, vague multiple step connection of the word connection, um, and so I wanted to talk about a specific type of connection. Mm. It's 
And I'm recognizing now as I was about to explain it, I'm going to use an example first because that will make it easier to understand. <laughs> is So recently I um, was spending time with some coworkers of mine, people who like – like I was connected to them in the fact that like we were coworkers and like we share similar experiences because of that and stuff like that. But like not like any like significant connection. I don't know. But I was talking with one of the people and growing up and you kind of brought this up at the beginning of the episode of my, uh, we'll say ethnic background <laughs> or, uh, appearance. <laughs> appearance. Um, like, I grew up with like some Scandinavian traditions around holidays. One of the big ones being Lefsa. Hmm. But it's not something that I'd ever talked about with any people, uh, any of my coworkers or anything here. Hmm. And some, I don't even remember how it came up, but somehow it came up that like the person I was talking to them and their husband make Lefsa every year, except hey. they didn't get a chance to make Lefsa this year. And like they said that and I was like, Oh my god, like my family always has lefsa. Like my grandma always makes lefsa. I haven't made lefsa in like years, but like lefsa is great. And it was just like this connection over something like just like this weird thing, but it's like you suddenly feel so much more connected to someone and like you have so much more in common or whatever. Yeah. And like they're those weird little connections. Like I've definitely had them with people over like random things like like people who like are into 3d printing or like someone who like enjoys card tricks and like magic and crap like that or Mm. like someone who enjoys fountain pens like it's this weird ancillary connection that suddenly like once you learn about it you can just like riff for a while and you just like feel so much more connected to someone it's just like an enjoyable thing and i was i don't know i just wanted to you got any thoughts (laughs) yeah i mean this is something that happens all the time and it's it's one of the main reasons that when people are especially like entering adulthood and if you're looking for like you just feel like you need people in your life mm-hmm. you know whatever that means to you like the common thing as an adult is like well what's an activity that you like and go do that activity because you immediately have a connection with every single person there which is they're at that activity yeah and if you want to focus on that that's great people will be happy to focus on that and but it is a base point to find other bits of connection yeah right like that's really important that's like how things get started and sometimes that relationship or that connection remains one-dimensional and there's nothing wrong with that that happens with most people that i meet right not literally every single person i've met going to band or playing disc golf with um like most of the time nothing happens right you just Mm -hmm. find something um and you just kind of hang out or whatever and you'll find little bits of connection but they may not be that important um what what came to mind and i don't know if this really works in the in the complex world of human relationship dynamics but it's it makes me think of a a a joke but something that's basically true in a podcast called the adventure zone which is like an actual play D &D podcast and they they joke about the rule of threes when they're when they introduce a side character 
which is that if they happen to accidentally say three concrete things about the side character, suddenly they're a real character and people in the audience are going to want them to come back in some way. (laughs) But if they're able to keep it to one or two things, they're allowed to just let this character pass on into the ether and there's no need to concern themselves with them again, right? Yeah. And I feel like there's probably a bit of truth to that in like, making connections with people where you start mm-hmm. off with one thing, maybe just the shared activity, maybe you come up with another thing like, oh, you like the same sports team or the same food or um, whatever, right? You have some shared background or interest beyond this activity. And then maybe there's some third thing and that gives you like enough room to really start generalizing the relationship in a way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that is actually true at all, but it just made me think of that. Yeah. No, I think I think definitely as you like build more of those sorts of things it becomes m- like they they build in a non-additive way and more of like an exponential way. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. Cuz like knowing you have one connection with someone like dope you got to con- like most of the time it when I think about it it's like no, dope you got a connection. But like in reality it's like yeah, you got some point of connection, but like as you get like two or three, it's it's harder to deny. Like, oh, like this is a cool person. Like, and we like have similar backgrounds, or like we have like places we can jump off from. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Like, that sounds weird. But well, I'm <laughs> going cliff diving. <laughs> that would be quite the connection to make with someone. I would admit, because I mean that's the other thing is, in a certain sense, I feel like there's a there's a I, an ideal nicheness to an activity mm-hmm. for meeting people. Like, if it's too bro- like, am I going to go to a a major league baseball game to meet people? Yeah. Well, that's a bit too general of an audience. I'm yeah. sure I'll find some people who are just as into baseball as me. Maybe some people who are way more into baseball than me, uh, and some people who are just there because it's fun, but don't really care about baseball in reality. Uh, so it's, it's not a place I'm going to go try and meet people. And similarly, you could imagine some other activity that is, you know, maybe mm-hmm. the activity is niche enough that you know that anyone that you meet has to be about as into it as you are because there's no other way to be into it. Mm-hmm. Like that's very possible. Um, so there's like a level of how niche is the activity, but also how niche is like the get together, right? A better place for me to meet people about to to talk about baseball is like maybe a more local lower level professional game of baseball where mm-hmm. people there like either they're going to be like family members of the players or there's some <laughs> like kind of more hardcore fans who are like interested in actually like supporting this small team and like just seeing more baseball right like you yeah. could imagine there are like these tiers of uh, an activity that would be good like for disc golf the uh, the thing that now comes to mind is just going out and playing at a course. Anyone I meet is going to be pretty nice. You chit chat about whatever for a hole or two, and then you part ways. Cool. But uh, just yesterday, I played in my first league round of disc golf where you mm. pay in five bucks, and then you actually like play a real official round where everyone has to keep score. And then based on your placement, you get and there's a payout, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, people who are there are a bit more into disc golf overall. Like, a lot of people there have been playing for longer, or they've been doing this league stuff for a little longer. They're more used to this format. 
Um, and, and in general, you're, you know, regardless of how much you like disc golf, you're probably not going to go pay five bucks to play against other people unless you're at least like pretty okay. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so, you know, there's always going to be people who don't care and are happy to just go and hang out with friends and screw around. Right. Uh, but in general, you can imagine that there's a smaller pool of people who are doing this than people who just go to a park for free to screw around. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there, there's all stuff like that. So that's just another thing is like how specific is the connection. And Lefsa is a very good specific connection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's going to be a hard answer to guess if it shows up on Family Feud, you know? Yeah. Oh my god, we also talked about... <laughs> <laughs> Family Feud also came up in the following conversation about I how Family just, Feud's such crap. <laughs> I just have premonitions today. Were you like... Did I accidentally butt-dial you and you just effing with me right now? <laughs> like... <laughs> that would be really, hilarious if I you, managed to pull that off. <laughs> you really know everything I talked about, and now you're just dropping just hints to make me think I'm crazy. working it in. It's like reverse gaslighting. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I want that to be a thing. Reverse gaslighting. <laughs> That's good. That's good. You know what else is good, Mark? Hmm. You know what else is good? So I clicked on the wrong tab. Sweet and Sour Pork by Bob Holt. Actually, I don't know if it's good, but let's hope it's good. Uh, we are set in a... Uh, stereotypical doctor's office um and there is a patient sitting on a uh exam table the patients we'll just say in general uh bodily proportions are a bit out of whack uh they got a huge head like a like a not even like a five head like they got like a friggin like 45 head and the doctor with either a Hitler stash or a lot of nose hair is looking at them and says graduation should take down the swelling and the uh, comic is captioned information retention got him I wish they'd been standing on the scale in the background with it like plonked to one side or something (laughs) because I feel like that would like draw out the extreme like it's very clear the head is in extreme proportions but like being able to see the the legs holding up the body, I think, would make it even more extreme. Sure. Oh, but it would be a problem with, like, the head bonking into the, the scale. The measurement apparatus? Yeah. Yeah. The equipment. Yep. That's fair. Uh, so I just, I just wanted your quick thoughts on something. Yes, I'm I, smart. <laughs> I feel like since leaving college but probably since leaving high school i've become a worse student in some ways but in particular i have a i feel like i have a way worse memory and i'm curious if this is an experience that you have or not i like i don't really think so okay i feel like i am better at remembering important stuff and less good at remembering unimportant stuff. But overall, it makes me feel like I'm still good at remembering stuff because, like, the unimportant stuff, I don't need to remember it. 
And so like That's fair. it like it doesn't come up that I don't remember it. So yeah, I think I'm going to go with that. I feel like I feel like I'm better at remembering the like or I think more of it's it's I'm better at picking out the big picture important stuff and thus remembering it because I can tell what it is. Mm-hmm. Versus I think earlier in like in high school or something, I just like frantically tried to remember everything because I didn't understand that there was some things more important and some things that really didn't matter. That's fair. Or some things that like I could figure out if I knew the important things. Yeah, I I will admit there's probably some bias, like like a, a pretty strong bias in terms of like in high school, I was really good at history classes because yeah, I could do the the analytical thinking that you needed for like writing an essay about, you know, why something may have happened. But a lot of it was regurgitating info. It's just mm-hmm. that the AP history classes you had to regurgitate more info more accurately, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and I was very good at that. Uh, like multiple choice tests in history classes were so easy because, like, it's a either you knew something or you didn't. Like that was it. Like, did you remember this thing or this like general concept, or do you just not remember it? And if you do your ability to take that test is limited only by your reading speed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I feel like I've gotten way worse at that, like random recall or, you know, of like events and like just pieces of basic information. But the bias there is, well, I'm not really working at that. Right. It's really easy to do that when you're doing it every single day for six months. Mm-hmm. It's not so easy when you haven't done any of that for eight years. Uh, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I still feel like to some extent my memory has gotten worse, but maybe it's like my skill set has changed. Like, cause the other place where I've noticed this is with piano. I used to have lots and lots of pieces of music that I could play from memory, oh. but I was only playing them from memory, right? I eventually learned them so well that I could just bang them out without really thinking Mm -hmm. now i'm not sure there's a single piece well there's maybe two pieces of music that i can think of off the top of my head that if i sat down at a piano with no music i could play pretty much flawlessly but if you gave me the sheet music to any of the other songs i could then play it almost as if i was playing from memory Mm -hmm. and i feel like i've gotten way way better at like actually reading the music and like taking quick cues to figure out where I should be and like all that sort of stuff. Um, but my actual straight up memory for it is way worse. Mm-hmm. But the bias there again, could just be, well, I haven't played a lot of piano recently, but luckily it comes back to me still. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Just a, a bit of a curiosity, I guess. Mm-hmm. Trying not to become senile too fast. Mm-hmm. Got to do more crosswords. Do <laughs> gotta go on more walks I, I hear that's good I go for so many walks Grant <laughs> well then you're already killing it glad to hear it you like tacos that's not um, related I'm just hungry that's fair I was actually uh, I will admit I just had a reddit page open and the top thing was from a an ask San Francisco thing that was what are the best fish tacos in San Francisco oh gross I'm, I'm not a fan of fish tacos but no I've had I, I mean it's not my default but, like, I've had some good fish tacos. I feel like... But Aaron and I are making tacos this week, though. Oh. We have some ground beef in the freezer that we need to do something with, so... Dang. I got a big thing of Ortega taco seasoning. Ooh. And 
a poblano pepper, hot dog, some pico, some sour cream and some lime, some cheese, and we still have some tortillas that are hopefully still good because we've had them for quite a while. <laughs> but if we need them, or if they're not good, then well, we have other options. So cool beans. We don't have cool beans for our tacos. Mm. Aaron doesn't like beans. We have like rice? Mexican food. Uh, I, I feel like we almost never do rice with tacos when we make them our, on our own. What? Like, I'm perfectly happy to have rice with tacos, but, like, it's not actually a default thing that I have when I'm making tacos for myself. Hmm. I don't know why, but I like your rice. Maybe rice I'll pitch is, that idea to Aaron. I think rice is my favorite, one of my favorite, like, staple foods. I would, is it one of mine? I can't actually, I really like rice. And I don't eat it nearly as much as I like it. Oh, same. I mean, that's also true of like pizza and burgers, but I feel like rice is a slightly different thing. It's not quite as well, bad for me. <laughs> as in stable foods, I meant like rice, potatoes, <laughs> yeah. like in a global sense. I understand. I mean, <laughs> pizza is a staple food. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Rice, pizza, burgers, potatoes. Like, have, Pizza's you know, a vegetable. Eat. You know, the, the burger famine of Norway. <laughs> I like to stick with candies, candy canes, candy <laughs> corns, and syrup. 